with Labor Day right around the corner, that can only mean one thing. School's back in session. Whether you have kids or remain a kid at heart, there can be a comfort in returning to the routine of school. But when you were a kid stuck in the classroom, you longed for anything to break up the regular routine. In this episode of the show, we remember some back-to-school movies that are anything but normal. Pack your lunch, grab your backpack, and don't miss the bus. This is Way Back Attack. Welcome to Wayback Attack. My name is Brian Grantham, and sitting across the lunchroom of some school, I was trying to come up with something. <laughs> lunchroom <good>. of love <laughs> is Preston Bird. Preston, are you ready to learn the three R's? Reading, writing, and radiation. There you go. Yeah, we're gonna be talking about Rock- that later today. Rockin', rockin's in there too. Oh yeah, rock and roll, radiation. Yeah, all kinds of fun stuff. But I gotta ask you, Brian. When I said in the intro something about don't miss the bus, uh-huh. did that bring back any special memories for oh, you? Oh, man, you know it does. It brings back one of my favorite albums when I was a kid. <laughs> Crisscross. Crisscross, son. I, look, I'll, I'll give you a little bit, but I don't want to give you too much because I don't want to get a DMCA, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, yeah, Crisscross had the hit song, I Miss the Bus. How's that one go? I don't it's, remember that one. It's like, um, I miss the bus. I missed the bus. And that is something I will never, ever, ever do again. I was up. He was up, but I laid back down, thinking I could chill till the time came around. I did. He did, but a little too long. Because when I got up, yo, the bus was gone. I ran out the door in a rush, rush. I ran out the door trying to catch the bus. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. We don't want to get taken down right away. All right. I mean, that was because that was spot on. I know. (laughs) <laughs> Some of them try to rhyme, but they can't rhyme like this. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I did that. Yeah, that's crisscross. <laughs> All right. So, like, th- that was a good era. I mean, I know they were kids, so they had, like, some kid topic themes and stuff. But that was, like, that was like late rap where they were uh, – late early rap where they were still talking about, like, I went to the street and I saw my friends. Yes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, talking about normal stuff. Instead of gangster rap or whatever they <laughs> well, do now. But. It was like, it was the same thing with Lil Bow Wow. Yeah. Like, I liked Lil Bow Wow, but then when he be- just became Bow Wow, I was like, ah, I don't want to get that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not going to be talking about Lil Bow Wow. We're not going to be talking about Criss Cross. Uh, but we will continue with the weirdness. Yes. <laughs> the weirdness sure. will continue. <laughs> um, yeah. So, looking for topics that are topical. We've talked about school movies before, uh, or school before, right? Yes. Uh huh. We've done some other stuff. But look, the well only goes so deep, guys, <laughs> and uh, I haven't been—I haven't had a whole lot of free time lately. So, hopefully, you like this one. I thought let's do the back to school theme again, but this time, you know, let's not do. My wife suggested "Never Been Kissed," right? Like just a normal romantic comedy that takes place at school, or like Election, or Ten Things I Hate About You, Mean Girls, or something. Movie. Like those are all great movies, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Ten Things I Hate About You. That was like our senior year high school, well, my senior year high school movie. Uh-huh. Like those are great movies, but let's talk about oh, the weird stuff. Like mm-hmm. let's talk about movies, and there's a TV show in here where like something's awry, something's up, something's off. Um, and it takes a little bit of the monotony out of the regular tropiness of a school movie. Yeah, you know, I think that a lot of that also is like 
it, it better captures the weirdness of high school, right? Uh-huh. So, like, it's just, you know, those movies that you were mentioning earlier are more geared towards everybody, mm-hmm. right? And I think the movies that we talk about today are geared towards those weird kids in school that went on to make those movies, you yeah, know? Yeah, so. totally. And, you know, as we prepared several for you, but as we were doing it, I, I thought of other ones that maybe we can do later down the road if you guys like this topic. But um, before we dive into those movies, catching up with you, I saw you this past weekend. Yes. In great detail at the Southern Fried Gaming Expo. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're going to talk about that for our bonus show yep. for the um, for the Patreon. But overall did you have a good weekend yeah i thought it was a great weekend um i was surprised with with how smooth and every like man this year was like especially considering that we didn't do it last or we did it virtual last year Uh right and then uh which i didn't want to do but i'm glad we did because now we still get to say we have the right the eighth annual Uh we didn't skip a year honestly Mm -hmm. so that's good um but yeah like everything was for the most part really smooth and yeah. like it was it was like we have gotten so much better at everything yes yeah um i will go into detail all about the calamity leading up to it and <laughs> the uncertainty and the stress but at the show itself it was smooth sailing all things considered mm-hmm. and even though today we're going to be talking about uh, movies uh, that are out of the routine that take you know they're a little bit out of the normalcy man i'm looking forward to adding some normalcy back to my life yeah <laughs> to, to getting back to the routine <laughs> of just having work and just having uh, the kids school and just doing this podcast and not having to worry about all the planning and all the calamity of running an event um until next year so yeah well you know you gotta think too um in a week you get to attend a convention yes so be on the other side of it that's right dragon con is coming up um labor day weekend which is one of the reasons that i thought about this show because i figured most people go back to school by labor day or Mm -hmm. or just after labor day so yeah we'll have plenty of stuff to talk about for the next uh next episode of the show but let's uh let's dive into some entertainment yes for this episode tonight all right well um my first pick is not a back to school. I mean, it is in a way uh-huh. thing, uh, but I figured it should be the first one that we talk about today because it's in that weird time between the end of school and then the beginning of school. There so. we go. All right, it's not just dead air. <laughs> you know what we need? I mean, besides bread. We need a woman to appreciate what we have to offer. Freddie Shoot loves to cut class, hates to do homework, lives for summer vacation. But Freddie, you're a semi-charming guy and a real snappy dresser. You're just not the kind of guy I date anymore. Yeah? What kind of guy you date now? Oh, the kind who wears socks. And the only reason he hasn't been expelled yet is because he's the gym teacher. Oh, Mr. Shoup. At Oceanfront High. Congratulations. You've been chosen to teach summer school. No, I'm not a real teacher. That's all right. These aren't real students. They're unmotivated, irresponsible, not too bright. They'll relate to you. You in this class, too? 
All right, I could not find a TV spot for this movie. It was just the pure two and a half minute long trailer. So if you want to watch it, it's up on YouTube. Check it out. But Summer School, did you see this movie in theaters? No. No. Did you Did you see it when you were a kid? I probably rented it, uh-huh. but it has been a long time. Like the, the guy in the hat rings some bells. Mm-hmm. And this is another one of those movies uh, in a long history of movies where the kids are look like they're 40 years old. Yes. Well, that I, that is going to be a common trope in, to, in most of the movies tonight, today. Um, when I was a kid, uh, my stepmom was real big on a movie collection. And they may not have been official releases of movies, but she had she would make, like, the cases and stuff and, like, cut out pictures from things. Anyways, I saw this movie when I was a child. And I had nightmares from this movie why because chainsaw and uh dave are um these two kids so basically this class is a class of cut-ups cut-ups but but it's it's like it's not just cut-ups it's it's your classic like you got geeks you got nerds you got the jocks you got the like it has like everybody in it right so like a breakfast club type of deal but chainsaw and dave were um super into movies and special effects and there's a scene in this movie where there's a the their their summer school teacher gets in trouble and a substitute comes in and so they make everybody up to look dead and like there's like a part where one of like some one of the kids like pulls their tongue out and stuff and like just that scene when I was a kid like the rest of the movie is really funny that scene like it locked into yes. that memory bank and just <laughs> stayed there <laughs> it's like I just had nightmares like there's multiple chainsaw. Uh, Masker references in the movie, but yeah, that thing just like just for weeks, just nightmares. So. All right, so get a chainsaw <laughs> nightmares aside. Uh-huh. Give us a little rundown of this movie for for those who haven't seen it. All right, so uh, basically, um, you have this the guy that Mark was, Harmon. Well, so yes, Mark Harmon is the teacher in the movie, but the he's normally not. He's normally a PE teacher, and he was looking forward to his summer vacation with his girlfriend. They're going to Hawaii. Um, but what happened is the summer school teacher that was supposed to teach summer school won the lottery and then just quit. And so then they needed to get a summer school teacher. So the principal's walking around, all the teachers are leaving the school and he's trying to catch them, but they they know, oh, he's going to try to get to it. And so they're all escaping and Mark Harmon gets caught. And so um, he winds up having to teach summer school and these kids are like, don't listen to anything. And so what he winds up doing is saying, Hey, you help me out and I will help you out. And so he takes each kid individually and like whatever their fear or their dream or whatever, he helps them achieve that during the summer. And so like they have a party one day, they take someone on a roller coaster cause they're scared of heights. Um, you know, he lets one of the girls sleep on his couch cause she doesn't have a place to live and, and stuff like that. And so like, like he helps them out and you know, he's a cut up himself and, and the principal wants to get rid of him. The, thread he's holding over him is that he'll lose his tenure if he doesn't teach this this class so i'll have to i'll have to check that one out it's been quite a while yeah. hey brian have you did you ever go to summer school i did go to summer school <laughs> did you go to summer school a lot um well i so uh so i hate math right and um my math class in 10th grade was um right before lunch and so i took that time to take a nap before lunch <laughs> and i'm more of a post nap <laughs> uh, post lunch napper uh well 
the um oh you know what it may have been after lunch because my before lunch class was actually cooking and uh that was the best you thing. get to smell food yep. then you get to go eat food yep. then you get to take a nap from the food um so anyways i wound up having to take summer school because i just christmas treed my final exam for math and so the teacher was my math teacher he was a summer school math teacher or summer school teacher and he was pissed and he said listen you you can only miss one day because if I wasn't sleeping in class, I wasn't in class. And so he was like, you, you can only miss one day of school or else you fail summer school. And I said, okay, I missed two days of summer school. And I said, listen, you got to pass me or else I'm going to be in your class again. And he said, if you can pass the final exam, I will pass you. I will put that you only missed one day. But if you fail the final exam, I will put that you missed two days and that exam won't even count towards your high school transcripts. And I said, okay, cool. So I passed the final exam. He was super excited. And then I had him the next year. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he was still my math teacher. He was very upset. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I only went to summer school in high school once. Uh-huh. And it was voluntary mm-hmm. because um, growing up in Mississippi, I was the last cohort to get license, to get my driver's license at 15. Uh-huh. And if I, uh, I think if I waited any longer... It was one thing. I, I may have to be 16. Yeah. Um, and I had to have driver's ed provided by the school before I could get my license. And the way my birthday fell, um, if I didn't do it in the summer, my birthday, I have a summer birthday. If I didn't do it in the summer, mm-hmm. I would have to wait to sign up for the fall class and then go through Christmas before I could get my thing. And I wanted that driver's license so bad. So I was like, well, heck, it's just driver's ed. How hard can it be? And it wasn't that hard, but I did that. But then in college, man, I did like every summer school. Because really? <laughs> yeah, because I, I uh, once I moved out, once I moved to college, I never left. You know, I got an apartment after mm-hmm. freshman year, had a job, running a movie theater. So I was like, I'll make the most use of my time. And I'm glad I did because I changed my major so many times that um, if, if I hadn't done summer school, I would have been there forever. Yeah, my, my mom went to summer school when she was like before college, but it was because she lived out in the middle of nowhere on a farm. And so she had nothing to do. So she took summer school classes and graduated high school early. So I hear you. All right. Well, uh, summer school starring Mark Harmon, Christy Alley. Oh, I hear I see a note here. Music by Danny Elfman. Yeah, Danny Elfman. Yeah, he he did. This was bef- like right before Batman. So like he did the music for this. There was a hit song that came out of this movie. Um, I, I don't remember. I don't think I did the notes for it. But let me see if I can see her name real quick. One of the one of the kids sang a song in it. Kelly Joe Mentor, maybe. Yeah, Joe Mentor, I think is what she went by for the song. And it was like a hit top of the charts in the U.S. and like '96 in in Europe. Um, but also. Courtney Thorne Smith was in this movie. I don't know who that is. No, she was a star on Melrose Place <laughs> oh, okay. or something like that. So. But I was meeting your level of excitement <laughs> about that. And so it's funny because because she became a star, um, the DVD cover nowadays says Mark Harmon, Kirstie Alley, and, and oh, Courtney Thorne Smith. Oh, right, so, yeah. Um, but yeah. The, wow. Uh, yeah, you should check it out. If you haven't seen that movie, you should check it out because Siskel and Ebert hated it, uh, but it it did extremely well. So And it was Carl Rainer, Reiner's... It was it was one of his uh, early directorial debuts. Yeah, and so uh, it, and it's a great movie. Check it out. <laughs> I will, Brian. <laughs> hey, speaking of great things that, but this one is actually not a movie. So I kind of cheated a little bit. Uh-huh. But I think if if you're around our same age, you probably have, if not a fondness, at least a remembrance of this. 
want to grow up here, I have to. I'm Alex Mack. I was just another average kid until my first day of junior high. One minute I'm walking home, the next there's a crash and I'm drenched in some weird chemical. And since then, nothing's been the same. Man, look at those computer graphics, dude. Those are cutting edge. I love a good TV show where the intro tells you the whole plot uh, and the backstory ahead of time. So mm -hmm. you can always just dive right in. And that, if you didn't catch, was the secret world of Alex Mack. Mm -hmm. It was a mainstay on SNCC Saturday Night Nickelodeon. Were you an Alex Mack fan? Um, I never watched Alex Mack. The, I, Why not? Uh, I just wasn't watching a lot of Nickelodeon at that time. It, it was, what, 94? 94. You're 14. What were you doing at 14 Um, on a Saturday night? On a set, so I've, that's it is weird because I would have probably been watching Snick at that age. Yeah, you got Are You Afraid of the Dark? Mm -hmm. You got some Pete and Pete going. You got I, I didn't Secret watch World Pete and Pete. Alec I hated Mac. Pete and Pete. The whole dancing, <gasps> making the lady dance some arm. Like, I don't know what it was. There was something, I think I was probably playing video games, to be honest. So, all right. Well, I mean, I did that too, but I also watched a lot of TV. Yeah. Well, one of the things I watched a lot of was Secret World of Alex Mack. Because I had a crush on Larissa Olenek. Nice. Yeah. Was that Alex Mack? That was Alex Mack. You just like the way she like could turn into a glob? <laughs> I don't. I don't know if that was my exact turn on. <laughs> you were like, oh yeah, baby. probably not. But um, uh, I think it was more just general aesthetics, and she was like counter countercultural, right? Uh -huh. You know, she's wearing that flannel coat mm -hmm. and hat backwards, mm -hmm. and the classic superhero origin story, right? <laughs> Uh, and she had those superpowers, so what's not to love? So what all, what all could she do? Oh, man, what couldn't she do? Turn into a puddle, uh -huh. right? I mean, yep. obviously, number one, um, telekinesis. Okay, yep. Can shoot, like, electricity from fingers and just, like, random stuff here and there. You never mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. um, I think they kind of just, like, threw darts at a, at a board to see what she could do for that week. Someone was like, all right, guys, I love Daredevil, so that's got to be the origin story, but what kind of powers does she get? <laughs> oh, you're right. That was like a Daredevil story. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what a ripoff. Uh, yeah, so this show is cool because, I mean, when you watch it now, it's a little hokey, but if, when you are the exact same age as the main protagonist mm -hmm. and they're going to middle school, and this one's great because, you know, we're talking back to school. Yep. This one's great because the first episode is literally the very first day of junior high, mm -hmm. um, coming home from school, dodges a truck that um, spills chemicals. She gets chemicals all over her, and she can do all these secret powers now. But the chemical company, they are trying to find her because they know that something's up with the chemicals. Mm -hmm. And it's a whole cat and mouse kind of thing going on the whole series, but it's also just like normal stuff you know mm -hmm. they have to stretch <laughs> they have to stretch oh actually so they it's uh four seasons long yeah um it aired 94 94 to 98 78 total episodes so you know they have to fill some air mm -hmm. not just cat and mouse um chemical company versus secret powered teenager they have regular school stuff like you know getting elected class president or going out for the basketball team or stuff like that but having to manage, having superpowers with it while people are chasing you. Yeah. Did did you ever run for school president or class president? 
I think I may have put my name into like the the bucket one time, uh-huh. but no, I was never class present material. And then like when I found out it wasn't really just like a popularity contest. I mean, it was a it popularity was 100%. contest. No, no, it was a popularity contest. But what I'm saying is it wasn't just your crowned you know, no, class there's, president. There's things you have to do. There's things you have to do. Yeah. <laughs> I was not interested in that. <laughs> I, and I'm so glad I didn't because uh apparently like it's uh your se- the senior class president mm. and vice president and treasurer and stuff, those responsibilities carry your whole life because they're the ones who are supposed to now um, organize the reunions and stuff. Oh, wow. And they're like, if I were ever going to be a class president or something, I'm going to have to tap out a junior year and just abdicate yeah. the throne because I don't want that lifetime responsibility. I, r- I ran for it once, and that was the year I found out that it was just a popularity contest because I was not popular in school. Uh, what? It, yeah, <laughs> believe it or not. <laughs> what? I had friends, but I was in no way the popular person. So, uh, But I was so upset because I was like, man, I cannot believe he won. It's only because he's popular. And it's funny because it wasn't even like – a jock or anything it was like an art kid too but i was very upset well that was your one chance you blew I know. It. way I to go Brian. i'll never be president uh no so alex mack uh you should check it out there are um you know two seasons you can get episodic on amazon but why pay two bucks per episode like i did to prep for this episode <laughs> when you can just buy the dvd the complete series dvd for 14.95 on amazon um, that is out there now. That's but a great deal. It is a and great it's deal. surprising to me that Viacom would sell it for such a deal. Yeah. It's super cheesy, uh, but it's lighthearted and fun, and it could be something that you could watch with your own kids. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you haven't seen it, r- check it out. If you have seen it, give it a re- revisit. It's a, it's a fun, lighthearted romp. I wonder if anyone has ever thought about doing a like a like a remake of that show. What is that? What's that called? Reboot? No, not a reboot. Yeah, reboot of the Secret World of Alex. Mack. Yeah, because you think it, like with how popular superheroes are nowadays, um, you think that someone had to have been like, "Hey, let's just redo that show." Maybe, but seeing as how you never watched it, you didn't like it. I'm sure there's a, a reason they haven't. Yeah, well, I'm probably the only person who watched it because no, Larissa Olenek. I do remember episodes of it. Like I remember her being at school and then turning into a puddle and sliding away. You know, stuff like that. But Larissa Olenek, you know, she was in that movie we talked about at the top of the show. Ten things I hate about you. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, she was in that. She just can't get away from school. No, what a nightmare. <laughs> Could you imagine being typecast as like as a high school kid and then just having to keep doing TV shows and movies? Actually, well, bet- she broke out of it. She she was yeah. in Mad Men, so oh, okay. she uh, she she aged out. She didn't stay a forty year old. What uh, if they made her the teacher or the principal? <laughs> oh, like, there you go. There you <laughs> so, go. But uh, but cool. Well, you know, uh, superhero high school stuff. Oh man, there. Sky High, great movie. Too. That's a great we movie. It's not it's, it's not quite retro enough right, for this show, yeah, but it's a great yeah, movie. Uh huh. So, but you know, you got superhero stuff that you know. I wish that someone would remake uh, this movie here but I don't think that there is another band that can capture the excitement quite like they do in this movie meet Rip the wildest girl in rock and roll high school I've done more detentions than anyone in the school's history the only girl I ever dream about tonight is Rip how about a cheerleader nice set of pom poms Tom wants Rip but Rip wants to live a rock and roll fantasy with her favorite group the Ramones we are going to destroy their music the students rock and wreck the school at Rock and Roll High School. Rated PG.
I have not seen this movie. Well, before today. Wait, I, if you stop right there, uh-huh. then we both have the same <laughs> thought. I, I have not seen this movie for probably around 21, 22 years. Oh, you lost me. But I watched it again today, and I was so worried that there was going to be a lot of problematic stuff in this, and because a lot of stuff. In and this there time, was no, there really oh, wasn't. Okay, there, there was a couple like oh, okay, um, but like you know, so much stuff like like you think about meatballs or um, porkies, you know. Like oh those, gosh, yeah. And, like it's all the same time period, seventies, late seventies, and so. But yeah, this this movie was PG. Well, I guess probably Porky's was technically also PG, but. <laughs> Um, but yeah, dude, Rock and Roll High School, not a great movie, <laughs> but it it's a great excuse. It's an iconic movie. Yeah, iconic. And yeah. you get so much of the Ramones in the movie. It's amazing. And the weird thing is, is the movie is filmed in 79. It came out in 79. But it's it takes place in the eight, in nineteen eighty, which is weird to me. Oh, well, they're being they're they're thinking forward. I guess so. They're thinking ahead. Yeah, it's fun because like you think about the Ramones, while well, an iconic band uh you know started the punk genre it's it's a toss-up between them and, and sex pistols who came first but um you know they were never huge like while they were doing their thing they weren't like a giant band and so it's weird to think that they would be the prominent part of a movie you yeah know? so well you know tying an, uh, a band to a movie is not a uh, a new thing they did that with all those beach movies uh-huh. and stuff like that yep. and, but yeah you're right an odd choice unless you're going for a certain vibe which I, they obviously were so brian once again i'm going to make you tell me the synopsis of the movie because i have not seen this movie <laughs> so it's, it's it's funny because the movie you have like is it like school of rock where they teach you no, how to play rock and uh, roll? not at no? all okay. no it's it's so the there's this girl that is like well you saw her, her i don't remember pj souls is that her name? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, she plays, um, geez, what is her name? I don't know. Rez, something like that. Riz, Riz or Rez. I think it's Rez. And she, but she's like a weird, quirky, like rocker girl. Okay. Um, and her best friend is like this, like super smart, nerdy girl. Right. Which makes sense. Like, uh, and then, but the whole school is all about rock and roll. And and the teachers hate it, and it drives the principals crazy. And so the beginning of this movie, the previous principal is being institutionalized, and you have the new principal um, that is taking it over, and she is going to whip these kids into place. And the very start of the movie, the kids, like, hack the school sound system and play the Ramones uh, over school, and all the kids in class go crazy and stuff like that. And so um, she wants to get tickets. The Ramones are coming to town. Uh, Rez writes songs for the Ramones and she wants to give them to them and one of the songs is Rock and Roll High School and so they come It's the story is about her getting the tickets losing the tickets and then still getting to uh, go to the, the show so this is really cool alright I, I, I dig the concept because uh-huh. it's taking an actual band and mm-hmm. incorporating them into the movie not just like they're acting as the high school band or something right. they are the Ramones yep. in the movie mm-hmm. And the goal is to try to get them. It's kind of like Detroit Rock City, mm-hmm. which is a great movie too. Oh my gosh, never seen it. Oh my gosh, that's. But they were dealing with Kiss. They were uh-huh. trying to get to the Kiss concert, mm-hmm. so that's pretty cool. It's funny because she's waiting in line for tickets, and the Ramones pull up to like go inside the the theater, the theater or whatever, and they come pulling up like playing their instruments and singing a song in the back of the car, and they're like walking down the line, and the line's like, oh my gosh, it's hilarious. <laughs> I have not seen this movie. 
However, I do own the clamshell VHS, oh. uh, the big Warner box mm-hmm. of this movie. It's a very, very cool VHS tape, VHS tape, and I'm happy to own it, but I haven't popped it in the VCR, so I'm going to have to change that. I do own it. Now I have to watch it. Well, I got it on my Plex server, so you can watch it on that. The, um, I will say, cool f- fact about this movie, Joe Dante. Love Joe Dante. He is especially thanked in the credits. And the reason for it is it's his story, and he was he's an uncredited director for the movie. Oh, like, really? Yeah, the director was Alan uh, Arkush, but something must have happened to him because Joe Dante like stepped in. Yeah, and um, and so like a lot of the people in this movie are people like in Gremlins and oh and, great, you know other movies that he that he made also. So yeah, he he would pull some of the regulars. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, what's, what's that the- guy that died? From there's Gremlins. a lot of them <laughs> the one from gremlins the character actor <laughs> the the yeah i know exactly what you're talking about he played the uh the neighbor uh-huh dick no he looked he looked kind of like he could be robert de niro's little brother golly that's gonna drive me he was crazy. always like he was he was always like mm, well babe you, you doing this <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay i he recently died well i guess not recently he died a couple years ago um and i was trying to think there was something else it's just a really great way to watch the Ramones. If you love the Ramones, like the back half of that movie is just like a concert where they play multiple songs. There's a sing along. There's like the words are coming across the bottom of the screen. Um, you get it. You just Dick Miller. Dick I was Miller, right. There you go. I, I met the guy uh, oh, yeah? at Monsterama in 2014, 2016, something like that. Did you shake his hand? Yeah. 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 He had that. They had a documentary about him. Oh, really? Yeah. You should check it out. Cause he was in the original little shop of horrors, with Jack Nicholson. Mm-hmm. He was in all of those um, movies with, oh, who's that bad director? Roger Corman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he's been on all this stuff. Yeah. And apparently, was he in? He was in Rock and Roll High School? Yeah, he was the police chief. Well, there we go. Chief. Um, and is the name of the documentary, You Don't Know Dick? Because that would have been perfect. I, I don't think that's it. <laughs> that, that's what I would have named if it was me. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, are we going to continue with the streak of things that we watch separately and don't have any comments no i i have seen the next movie although okay. it, again it has been probably around 20 years so all right let's hit it welcome to tromaville high an average american high school with one exception it's located only one mile away from a nuclear power plant they said it was 100 percent safe but they were wrong there's no danger governor the situation well in hand. Welcome to the class of Nukem High. We're the youth of today. Yes, at Nukem High, anything can happen. And does. The class of Newcomb High, where you'll learn the three R's. Reading, writing, and radiation. <laughs> the class of Newcomb High. Rated R. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. 
Trauma movies are the best. <laughs> Trauma movies have a certain place in my heart. That is that is true. Um, this may shock you. You can watch this movie in its entirety on YouTube for free. Oh, that's great. I, you know, I've, I, one of the reasons I, I have not seen Trauma movies in so long is because... They're not great. Well, for the longest time, <laughs> I was buying digital movies through Vudu, uh-huh. and I, and they that that kind of stuff doesn't come up on Vudu. So. Yeah. Do they have a quality filter? Is that what it is? I don't know what it, man. I think I love trauma movies. Like they have they have a vibe. That's yeah, for sure. They definitely have uh-huh. a vibe. So I brought this movie up because it fits the theme, of course, of weird and wild mm-hmm. high school or school back to school experiences. Um, but man, I like you. I I went through a trauma phase. I fell into trauma by accident with um, renting movies in the 90s off of the shelf. You know, uh, I was sick. I think I've told this story before, but I was sick a lot as a kid when I moved to Mississippi. And so I was out of school a lot. And my local mom and pop video shop had a five for five dollar special on old movies. And so I would just rent whatever. And I saw the Toxic Avenger. And I read the back. I was like, this looks crazy. And it was not rated, mm-hmm. which somehow made my mom think that it was okay to rent. <laughs> which, if you've seen The Toxic Avenger, it is not okay for an 11-year-old to watch. I don't know. It had a cartoon and a comic book. I, yes. Those were sanitized. That The Toxic Avenger had like a kid's head getting crushed mm-hmm. and exploded by a car. Had all kinds of sex. Had all kinds of nudity had all kinds of gore and when that movie was over if i didn't have toxic adventure part two and three the next best thing was finding class of newcomb high Mm -hmm. so trauma uh is it builds itself as the longest independent film studio still standing yeah and i think i think it still holds that title um but yeah they they've made some uh, they made some like normal, some normal movies, but they definitely found their niche with genre, like Samurai Cop, Samurai Cop, and Tromeo and Juliet. Mm, and, that was not normal. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm saying that's that's not normal. Oh, okay. That's their genre stuff. <laughs> okay, their their normal stuff was like Screw Play and like these just regular mm. sex comedies from mm-hmm. the early '80s and stuff. Um, what's what's the guy's name? The uncle? Lloyd Kaufman. Lloyd, yeah, Lloyd Kaufman. And so. Man, I, this is just this movie is a certain aesthetic of practical effects that are just gnarly. I mean, when you look at digital effects today, they can you know make things look a certain way, but there is just something down and dirty about practical effects with mm-hmm. ooze and slime and like just a, a grisly gore that um, only trauma can make. Oh yeah, and not just make it, but make it funny. Yeah, you know, like a lot, a lot of that stuff is like extremely violent and right. like disgusting, but also like great humor. But yeah, you watch it and it's so absurd, mm-hmm. it's funny. Yep, um, it's and, like it's like Mortal Kombat fatalities. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it is. It's and you know, basically this movie. There's who cares about the plot? But anyway, the plot is basically that there's. <laughs> In New Jersey, Tromaville, which is the world of all the Troma movies where they're set in, Mm -hmm. there's a high school with radiation, uh, with a um, nuclear power plant nearby, and there's radiation that gets into the water system, and it causes all these things. 
to where, let's see, there's uh, a water leak. It ends up killing a student right away. Uh He starts foaming at the mouth and convulsing, and you saw him jump out of the window Mm -hmm. and uh, (laughs) obviously change to a stunt person. (laughs) Um, They're not known for their smooth transitions. Mm -hmm. Trauma, actually, one of the things that I learned, because I read, I wish I had the book to show you, but I... There's a book out there that's really fascinating called Everything I Need to Look Everything I Ever Learned About Filmmaking. No. I Learned from the Toxic Avenger or mm. something like that mm-hmm. by Lloyd Kaufman. And uh, he talks about how for one movie, they got a car to do a big jump and flip and uh-huh. like explode or something. <laughs> and they, for the next few movies, because it costs so much to do that that they you they found like the same style car uh, to drive around in and then they would just cut to that but then <laughs> later like 15 years later they would still use that same <laughs> clip and it wasn't even remotely close to the same car but right. they, they'd stick it in there um i don't know where i was going with that but you should check out that book um you should check out class of newcomb high the crazy stuff that happens is let's see there's a radioactive marijuana plant located mm-hmm. nearby. Mm-hmm. So a couple, they smoke, and then they have, um, it has aphrodisiac effects, and then they do what they do, and then there is a pregnant monster, there's a pregnancy and a monster, and it just, it goes and causes mayhem and goes into a creature. It's it's great. Yeah. You know, I, I love, unfortunately, like you said, like I haven't seen this movie in forever, so I can't speak to any specifics, but I can tell you something about Troma that's cool. Please do. Uh, so Troma was involved in a video game for the 360. Um, the There's a Kinect game for the 360 called The Gunslinger, and there was a free DLC download that was called the the something about the Wavy Wacky Inflatable Man, and it's a... Mad Dog McCree style game, and it was done front by Troma. And really? so, yeah, and so like the gameplay is you going like this to shoot, and L- Lloyd Kaufman's in it and stuff like that. And it is it is ridiculous, just like a Troma movie is. So. Uh, another fun fact uh, about Troma in general, and then mm-hmm. we'll move on. But um, James Gunn of mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy, Suicide Squad, huge director, got his start at Troma. Mm, I didn't know that. And I think he directed or wrote Tromeo and Juliet. Uh-huh. And as a thank you, uh, as an homage in all of his movies, uh, Lloyd Kaufman has a cameo. Oh, that's cool. So you can look for him. He's in Suicide Squad, I think, in the prison or something. Mm. He's he's definitely in the prison in Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. but they just show him for a second. That's cool. So that's did, pretty cool. did not know that. Anyway, um, if you like weird... <laughs> If you like really weird, if you like mutants, if you like gore, if you love practical effects, check out Class of Nukem High. Well, those uh, everybody that goes to that school is almost like an alien because they're just so deformed and weird because mm-hmm. of the nuclear destruction. Um, but our next pick uh, might hit a little closer to outer space. <laughs> From Kevin Williamson, the writer of Scream and Scream 2... From Robert Rodriguez, the director of From Dust Till Dawn, comes a new science fiction thriller. No more pencils, no more books, no more teachers' dirty looks. The students at Harrington High have always suspected their teachers were from another planet. Is this going to be on the test? This is the test. This time, they're right. 
These six students won't just question authority. They'll have to destroy it. Critics are calling it hip and scary. A thrilling ride from beginning to end. The faculty. Please report to the principal's office. I know that's a catchy song, but mm-hmm. it actually doesn't apply to that movie because at no point is school actually out. School's just getting started. Yeah, they they played it in Rock and Roll High School too. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so faculty, this is my pick. I chose this one because it's a contemporary movie for me and Brian. Mm-hmm. Like this, this came out when we were in high school, depicting high school. And when you're watching it, when it came out, you know, because it's contemporary, nothing really stands out to you. Right. Except for the the plot devices of the movie. And it was enjoyable. I liked it. I liked the movie a lot. But now looking back, you're like, oh my gosh, that was my high school. Like that mm-hmm. that the clothes they're wearing, the haircuts, except Josh Hartnett's haircut, which by the way is the worst haircut I've ever <laughs> seen in my entire life. It's just like it's unnecessary. I don't I don't know what director made him go with that. Then that could have just been his hair at that time because no. people had weird hair in the Well look, in the I 90s. wore hair curtains. I had a butt cut. I can't speak. But this guy, like for some reason, they have like extra grease in his hair and then like poofs out like in the back and on the sides. Like well, I don't know what's happening with that. It's it's it deserves its own movie. Maybe it was anime inspired. <laughs> Who knows? Alright, so the faculty, if you haven't seen it, it's about a group of kids and it's basically an invasion of the body snatcher story. Yep. But because it's Kevin Williamson who did the screenplay, uh, it's very self-referential. You know, he's the one that wrote Scream, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of the same type of things where they talk about invasion of the body snatchers, and they say, "Well, that was just a ripoff from Puppet Master by by Heinlein." Uh huh. Um, and then they talk about, you know, contemporary uh, movie directors that have alien snatcher movies they talk about spielberg and sonnenfeld who did men in black and mm-hmm. they talk about roland emmerich who did uh independence day so it was very of the moment mm-hmm. which now it's like a time capsule did did they talk at all about um my teacher's an alien no they, they missed it i know my teacher's an alien my teacher glows in the dark yeah. my teacher fried my brains uh-huh. i think there's like a glows in the oh you said glows in the dark is invisible <laughs> i think is one of them too I think I have glows in the dark in my bookshelf. Yeah, Bruce Coville wrote those. Mm-hmm. So Brian changed the topic again. Sorry. Now we're going back to, <laughs> back to the movie. Um, this movie came out in 1998. I graduated high school in 1998. It was directed by Robert Rodriguez, screenplay by Kevin Williamson. And um, it starred so many up-and-comers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it starred Josh Hartnett, like I mentioned. Elijah Wood, yep. mm-hmm. who of course was already famous, but this was before Lord of the Rings. I think there was like, this was, pro- he probably shot this and then he probably went off to go do Lord of the Rings. Do you think he was famous? I think I think he he was a working actor, but I don't think he was famous. I think he was more famous to me. Because of that? Because of him being my age mm-hmm. and I wanted to be an actor when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And so seeing people like Macaulay Culkin and Elijah Wood, I was like, that could be me. Yeah. That could be me. Oh, well, that, like, and so it, it might have just been heightened awareness about him. Yeah, because I, I feel like like you kind of grow up with him. It's like, you know, the good son and like... You know, Radio Flyer. Uh-huh. Yep, yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So... Yeah, so seeing him in the high school movie, I was like, oh, there he is again. And then he goes to be Frodo. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Frodo. Mm-hmm. Yes, not Bilbo. 
but there's also Usher. Yes. Yeah, uh-huh. man. But ha- happy Easter Xbox. He has the worst part. Like he is really just like a he has like three scenes. It's it's not mm-hmm. great. But Selma Hayek is in there. Robert Patrick is in there. A lot of folks. Yeah, and Robert Rodriguez is an amazing director. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. He did From Dust Till Dawn, like they mentioned. He's done the Spy Kids movies. Yes, those movies are uh, amazing. And I read his the, book, the, Rebel Without a Cause. The, the Desperado and yep. um, those movies, oh, Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Yeah, he, he was a down-and-dirty filmmaker. He was one of the first filmmakers to like fully embrace digital stuff. Yeah. Because he does a lot of gunfights in his movies, mm-hmm. and so it's easy to, to do like blood spray and bullet holes with digital stuff so so this movie uh this plot summary for you like i said it's like an invasion of the body snatchers type thing something's up with the teachers at school what could it be oh it's aliens now they don't do a really great job of like building suspense yeah but they did a good job of casting those aliens yeah they did they did and they have a pretty good job of special effects for the aliens too Mm -hmm. especially for the time um but yeah, something's up when the teachers start drinking all kinds of water and start being weird. And then before you know it, it goes to the student body. But the interesting thing here is, spoiler alert, um, they're able to stop the aliens by injecting them with some sort of quasi-cocaine drug substance mm-hmm. that Josh Hartnett deals and manufactures. Which, it's like ca- caffeine pills that he crushes up. Uh-huh. But... Um, to prove they're not aliens or they haven't been body snatched, these kids have to take his pins that he's like a big pen that he's cleared out and has stuff. And then they snort it and they do this throughout the movie. And it's like, okay, yeah, I can see why this movie is rated R. What were the, the things that yellow jackets, it's just like yellow jackets. What? You don't remember yellow jackets? No, it was like, they, they were they weren't caffeine pills, but they were like trucker speed, oh. and it was like like diet pills is what they were. Okay. And kids took them all the time in high school. Oh. Yellow jackets. You, you must have hung jackets? out with some different friends than I did, Brian. <laughs> I was a good boy. I uh, think we've established I was not a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was good, but you know, <laughs> with it being a contemporary movie for us. It also captures a little bit of the zeitgeist when they have the marketing around the movie Mm -hmm. that's not really related, but is related. So I found this little gem that I saw that I'd share. Totally unrelated. 103 David, take 10. Two trap, two dark. I need color. 103 David, take three. No, get that off. It's wrong. No time. Cut. No break. Take 22. What do you want me to do? Change? 103 David, take 40. Give me Tommy Cheese. I need color and light. Tommy Jeans make a scene. <laughs> and that was uh, an inexplicable Tommy Hilfiger jeans ad with the cast of the faculty. And I guess the only advertisement for the faculty was that it just said the faculty down at the bottom yeah. and said directed by Robert Rodriguez. But it had no like it said starring Tommy Hilfiger jeans, but I can tell you when I was watching the movie, Tommy Hilfiger jeans were not in the main character. Yeah. So if you went into the movie watching this after watching that commercial, you might've been disappointed, it, you know, but it was the perfect like tie in for this film because like so many people wore Tommy, like when we were in high school, you know, I wore the Tommy Hilfiger cologne. Did you? Oh yeah. I, I didn't. Well, you weren't. Cool. I wore brute 
brute. Yeah, with that green, what was it? Uh, Drakkar Noir brute. <laughs> it was the the spray can too. <laughs> Those are two I, used, different I, things, I would dude. love spraying it and then like going and then like it'd like bubble in my armpit. <laughs> it was great because it was so cold. <laughs> I don't know how we got here, but I don't like it. Let's move on. Okay. Hit it, Brian. Well, hold on. I wasn't ready. Well, do it. Go. Right. Well, go, it go, out of here. Talk about aliens. Let's <laughs> talk about some other uh, horrific things in high school. Michael J. Fox, he's got style. Uh, right. He's got class. Looking for someone in particular? Not you. He's got hair all over his body. He's going through changes. All right, man. Everybody loves Teen Wolf because everybody loves Michael J. Fox. Yes. How could you go wrong in a movie with Michael J. Fox that brings in comedy, horror, love, everything that high school is all about come on teen wolf baby i I don't know that i would go with the horror i mean other than the fact that it's a werewolf Werewolf. but it's a great movie and one that i loved as a kid it was probably a little inappropriate for me to watch the unedited version but i think i sought out the tv is there an unedited version not unedited but you know like if you watch the i mean there's some stuff is there oh yeah there's like you know I need, I need to get that. Do you, I know this is a family friendly <laughs> podcast. I don't know if you need to go into all this stuff, but there was an, a scene involving Jello and how to retrieve the Jello. Oh, and hair. <laughs> You're incorrigible today, Brian. You, you know what? I, I, I always, it always bothered me about this movie. What? How accepting everybody in the school was that he was a werewolf. Yeah. Like, did the news media come? I, I understand that he was a sports, like, a sports kid, right? So uh-huh. he was, like, probably already fairly popular. Um, but, like, for them people to be like, a werewolf? Yeah, do it! <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was the most unrealistic thing in this movie. I don't know, man. For if high I had school? a werewolf in my high school that was, like, slamming dunks, yeah. I'd be like, get it, bro. Yeah. Um, I, I do have some, uh, like a shame that I have, and I'm curious if it's like, it was something that I misunderstood as a kid or if something everybody misunderstood as a kid, his best friend, what's his name? Oh, his name is styles. Yes. But here, are you going with the, with her name? No. Okay. I always thought it was S T S T Y L E S because he was a cool guy. He always had the sunglasses. Oh, I thought that was I didn't know that wasn't the no, case. His name his that's his last name, S T I L E S. Oh. Yeah. And so like for the longest time I, I assumed it was Styles. And then when the new T V show came out on M T V and I was like I saw it written out and I went, Oh my god. It's not <laughs> he's not just a cool guy named Styles because he has style. That's just his name. That's wacky. I don't like that. What is up with the names then? Because you got Styles not spelled correctly, and then you got her, his best friend named Boof. <laughs> Everybody had weird names back then. We've talked about this before, but I've never ever and still have never heard anybody else named Boof. But apparently, that was that character was named after the writer or director's real life friend. Huh. Like B O O F. Uh-huh. What? People had weird names. Like the um I thought it was when I first heard it, I thought it was Booth, like uh-huh. B O O T H, which is still weird, but like, you know, you've heard of Powers Booth. Yeah, and, right? and Booth from um Bones, you know. Yeah. 
But no, it's Boof. Well, I I will say the um people had weird names in the 80s, right? Cuz like you had Rez and Rock and Roll High School and Summer School, the teacher's name is Shoop, Freddie Shoop. People, like, people be naming people Preston and stuff. Yeah, what's up with weird the, Brian? <laughs> so, I, um, you know, like I don't know. I don't know what it was about the '80s with weird names. I guess it would have probably been the '60s with weird names. So I did love, I did love uh, Teen Wolf growing up, mm-hmm. and it fits with our theme, of course, because the, it takes a regular high school experience yes. for the time period and just inserts. Something weird or supernatural or, you know, something special. And I realized one of the reasons I liked this movie and others like it was because when it came out, I was a kid. And these movies kind of, yes, they're talking about werewolves or whatever, but everything else, it's shaping my idea of what a high school experience is going Uh to be. Right? And so, you know, them getting behind a sports team or like they've got these wild parties where mm-hmm. they're going to go play seven minutes in heaven or whatever. Yes, uh-huh. And I'm going to have a friend that's going to be riding on the top of my car yes. while we're driving around. I mean, it, uh, it set some lofty expectations for me that were never quite fulfilled, mm-hmm. but it was a great movie. What's your favorite part of the movie? Like, do, do you have a scene that stands out? Uh, you know, the, just the, the first transformation, like that whole scene is, is really crazy. Okay, so I do love the transformation, but the best part is where he opens, opens the, the door, door and, and his there. dad <laughs> looks like the most dad werewolf yes. that has ever dadded, and it's just so great. Yeah, that that are just like the whole like montage of him playing basketball and doing like Harlem Globetrotter stuff to people. Uh-huh. So, and um, and I love the fact <laughs> when I was a kid, I loved the fact that um, uh, Francis from Pee Wee's Big Adventure was in there. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, there's that guy. <laughs> Um, I, I think it's cool that, you know, we, we've talked about Michael J. Fox and other things and how he is like, he was the guy during this time period, you know, like oh, if you he want was the it guy, he, the thing that I think is super cool about Michael J. Fox is not only was he a huge, um, movie star and TV star at the time, but so many of the things that he was in, he's probably like the, like most redrawn Per, like actor of the time that wound up turning into cartoon characters. Oh yeah, you're right. So, um, and I had totally forgotten about it until I was doing research for the show. But there was totally a Teen Wolf cartoon. I had completely forgotten. Beware, Scott. When the moon is full. Oh no, not again. It's a hairy situation. I'll die if anyone sees me like this. Hey man, say. If it happens to you Hi, Grandpa Good morning, Scotty It's fun being different If you have a healthy attitude Only my friends Booth and Styles know my hairy secret I'm feeling hairy And my teeth are mean I got a weird complexion And I, I want to scream Teen Wolf Coming out to play I can guarantee you that that cartoon was probably better than Teen Wolf 2. Oh, I, I, don't, I never saw Teen Wolf 2, but... It's got me, Jason Bateman. 
Does it? Yeah. I was gonna say. I was gonna ask if they replaced. Um, uh, oh my god! We just Styles. We no. Boof. We, no, the main character. Michael um, J. Fox. Yes, Michael J. Fox's character with um, <laughs> with the guy that was originally gonna be in Back to the Future. Um, Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz. Did they? No. Oh, because I I feel I, like I felt like they did that. <laughs> they should have. That would have been perfect. Yeah, that'd have been a, a just desserts for that guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, this that cartoon man. I, you know, going down these nostalgia journeys, it's so fun because sometimes you really stumble across something <laughs> that you have not thought about uh-huh. since it came out. I mean, dude, I definitely have seen Teen Wolf the cartoon. I couldn't yes. tell you anything else about it, uh-huh. but that was a nostalgia bomb. I did not even, <laughs> man, that came from the depths of my brain. I like that they added like Scottish grandpa, grandfather werewolf also. Scotty. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm trying to, I was trying to think of any other, cause I know that they did a back to the future cartoon, but I think, I think animation legends is missing out on all these teen wolf animation. Oh cells. my gosh. I would definitely get a teen wolf animation cell yep. from that. So, wow. But yeah. Oh dude. Teen wolf. Good stuff. Love the cartoon. Love the show. Uh, I, I hate that we're coming to an end, mm-hmm. but we're running out of content to talk about. Yeah. But I think we did some good picks. I think so. If you had to pick one, so I think we, I think we, other than Teen Wolf, uh-huh. and I know that you have seen some of these other ones, but like it's been a long, long time. Yeah. So other than Teen Wolf, if you were going to pick up one to watch uh, of mine, I would totally would do check out? Um, Class of Newcomb High. And, and in fact, I'm going to um, get probably all the trauma movies so that I can bask in their glory. Oh, my so. gosh. They're not. So, <laughs> so, just, so that I can make my girlfriend watch them. How about yeah, that? but it, enjoy them in mo- in uh, moderation. Oh, no. I'm going to I'm gonna just like <laughs> and fully immerse myself. And it was awesome because uh, so I watched Rock and Roll High School and like I asked Paige at the end and I was like, like so what'd you think and she was like actually i liked it a whole lot and i was like really she said yeah except for like the beginning part and i was like wow okay so maybe she'll love the trauma movies i just yeah so i i'm torn because i feel like i would actually probably enjoy summer school oh yeah more Uh uh-huh but i feel like rock and roll high school is a rite of passage and like an iconic movie that it's just it needs everyone needs to see it Mm -hmm. just for cultural reference yep so what should i go with brian (sighs) get both uh, that's not an answer. If I have to watch one first, what do I want to watch it first? Do um do Rock and Roll High School. Okay. That just, way, that way. Just check that one off the list. It, right? it was yeah. It was funny because when we were watching it, Paige is like, uh, so were the so were the Ramones did like girls think the Ramones are hot? And I was like, I mean, they're rock stars. Like I said, they weren't rock stars, but people in that scene, sure, like I could see it because there's two girls in there. They're like, oh, Joey Ramone, and then she's like, Joey Ramone is not good looking at all. I was just like, <laughs> well, I don't know. Well. We're not good looking either, but thanks for watching us anyway. <laughs> uh, that's going to do it for our show for the day. Listen, we pu- we cobbled these together, and I know that we are missing some great movies. Yes. So if you're thinking about back-to-school movies or just school-type movies that have some sort of element of weird, wild, supernatural something that we didn't cover, please send us a message so that we can add it to our list to do next time. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I know there's tons of these type of things out there, but I can only think of a few. Um, and I'd love to revisit the back to school topic. Later. Oh yeah. Like, like it was tough because we've talked about other back to school things other times. Uh-huh. And so it was like, like when we first started talking about it, the first thing I thought of was rock and roll school. The second thing I thought of was back to school. And then I was like, Oh, we talked about the triple Lindy. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but 
Well, um, we will have a fresh episode for you again very, very soon. But until then, be sure to check out our Patreon um, where we have a monthly bonus show. And Brian and I are going to be talking about um, this past weekend that we spent at SFGE. Mm-hmm. And then I'm sure we'll soon be talking about our time at Dragon Con, which yep. is just shortly in Labor Day. But until then, um, you can check us out on uh, social media at wayback underscore attack on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I myself am at squared stiff on Twitter. Brian, where can folks find you? You can find me at BE Grantham. Uh, you, if you don't want to leave comments in, in this to talk about your favorite things, you can shoot us an email at wayback. Uh, attack show.com or I'm sorry, way back attack show at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Also, if you could do us a solid, tell your friends, uh, Hey, if you like this show, tell your friends, Hey, got a great show. I like great podcast. Great show. Check it out. Uh, if you really want to do us a solid, check us out at patreon.com forward slash way back attack. Uh, you get access to uh, previous um, patron only episodes and uh, a bunch of other stuff. So, yeah. But uh, until then, Thanks for checking us out, and we'll see you next time. Yep. And uh, I should have hit that earlier. (laughs) So now you got some time to kill, son. (laughs) I don't have anything to add. All right. Well, (laughs) I guess we'll see you guys later. (laughs) 